You are now tuning into the OPOC Podcast. The OPOC Podcast. Ordinary people. Ordinary conversations. Your discretion is advised. Anchor FM is a website that allows you to upload podcasts and listen to brand new podcasts. If you're in the mood for finding new podcasts, you can check out their website. They have new podcasts just like this one. Or if you're in the mood to set up your own podcast, I use it. It's quick, it's simple, and all you have to do is upload your podcast to their website, and they do the rest of the work for you. Uh, Check out Anchor FM today. What's up, guys, and welcome to the seventh episode of the OPOC podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I have a very special guest, someone who a lot of people have been asking me to have on the show, my mother. Hello. Um, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, sometimes I was kind of worried about what you would be asking, so... I mean, I feel like this is going to go all right. I have a couple of questions to ask, and then we're just going to just ha- have a conversation uh, it's going to be about mothers, it's going to be about what it was like being a single mom, we're going to talk about where we moved from, how we moved from Maryland to uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, we're going to just kind of like have a conversation, uh, there might be some arguing, there might be some debating, we might talk about who the favorite is, I know... Uh, if you all hear a bunch of noises, <laughs> that's duking it out, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, since you are my mom, I want to know... If you think there are any similarities between you and me as you when you were a child and as when I was a child, do we have any similar character traits that you had growing up that I have? We do. What are they? Um, you have, you became like I did, where you were a happy little child. What? And then in your teen <laughs> years, you just hit this crazy, um, rebellious little state. On where you just wanted to do whatever you wanted to do. And your grandmother just laughs at us. Because she's like, every time something comes up, it'll be like, yeah, I know somebody that was like that. And, I mean, you have become, as you got older, more appreciative. Probably before I did even. um, To where we actually communicate and get along better. I did finally realize in my 20s how much my mother did mean and how much she went through just to raise me. Yeah. And even though we still don't completely agree on a lot of things, you and I, it's we've learned to communicate a lot better. There's a lot of things we don't agree upon. We just don't talk yes. about them. <laughs> That's so we can avoid some fights. <laughs> um, question number two is, did you have a best friend when you were a kid and... uh are you still friends with them? Do you still uh, hang out with them? Do you still... I do have a friend that um, I was a friend with that we we knew each other. We knew of each other for many years before we even became friends because Why? we grew up next door to each other. Did you not like each other beforehand? No, we just... My parents were very um, strict to where it was like... we. We kind of were on our own a little bit, I guess, growing up, me and my sister. So then it was, as I got older, me and the girl next door started talking more. And ironically, both of us, our names were Karen. And, you know, we always call her Tootsie, not to put her out there like that, though. But um, she's 
you know, she's been a really good friend. We're still friends. We don't get to see each other all the time, but we do get to we do get to talk to each other and it's like even when we haven't seen each other for a while, we can still pick up where we left off and we're still really tight. Hmm. Now, obviously we moved from Maryland to Pennsylvania and then we were kind of like in that weird phase where we were like everywhere between Maryland, West Virginia and Maryland and now we're back in PA. Was that hard to still continue your friendship with Tootsie? It is because, you know, we don't get to see each other like we used to. We were only a couple, you know, we had kids around the same age that used to do stuff together. Um, it's still hard, but we still maintain that, hey, we remember each other exists. I mean, yeah. we both have our lives, but yet every once in a while we'll send that quick text. Hey, thinking about you. How you how's everybody? You know, tell this one happy birthday. Did I miss this one's birthday? <laughs> I'm sure something's coming up. But, you know, we still do try to see each other once in a great while. Of course, being up here in PA more, we're a lot further from each other to where yeah. we don't get to see each other. Even, like, time will go past and then it'll be. But we do still try to communicate a little bit once in a while or get together. Do you ever wish that you stayed in Maryland instead of moved up here? Oh, there's been plenty of times I've thought that. <laughs> Like, if you could go back, having known everything that you know now about what happened when we moved we moved up here when I was, like, 10 or 11, would you, would you have stayed, or would you have still moved up here for the experiences? That's hard to say, because where we were living was getting so bad that I was worried about you guys, and I wanted to try to provide a little bit better, but then up here has its issues, too, when we moved up here. But I think either way, you could have, you know, you guys would have dealt with kind of similar things. You think we would have came out the same way if we lived in Maryland? <laughs> I can't say that. Compared to here? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Because, I mean, I thought I did what I thought was best for us. Yeah. Which, at the time, might not have been, but I don't know. When we ended up moving up here, we moved for a job because we owned a house in Maryland. And the problem was, we lost... I lost my job. The job was closing and moving to PA. Yeah. And it was during... You were there for a long time. I was there for a long time. And the problem was, it was during the recession on where nobody was hiring for anything. So I did look for a job. They gave us notice that, you know, of when they were closing, it was going to be like about nine months. I did look for another job. But I moved with the job. I ended up moving yeah. with the job to keep a job, which... In hindsight, I don't know if that was the best move. Yeah. But at the same time, I tried to provide better. You know, I thought I could give you guys a little bit more, which didn't necessarily happen. <laughs> I don't know if it happened or not. Do you have any, like, funny story with you and Tootsie back in the day that you remember? Like, the funniest one of all? Or just one that's very memory memorable? Okay, so, yeah, when we were teenagers, it was really funny. We went on a trip one time, and we went, I think it was to King's Dominion or something, and we were riding back, but we were, but it was when we were in our teens, and I was driving, and we had our windows down, and we were jamming out to our music, and it was funny because she had her hand out the window, and yeah. she was, like, waving and stuff and doing different things with her hand out the window in the passenger seat. Next thing we know, this humongous bug 
smacked into her hand. <laughs> she starts screaming in the car. We have to literally pull over because she's so grossed out. It's so disgusting. This this humongous bug is in her hand. <laughs> Smack day. <laughs> and we're sitting there just flipping out in the car. I literally had to pull over until we could get it cleaned off and calm down. And it was like after that, no hands were out the windows. No, <laughs> you think she was going to remember this story? Probably. It, I don't know. I wonder it, if she rides with the windows down still or if it scars her. I don't know. But it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like, it was so gross though at the time and the way it happened. It was just, you know, we were both dying, dying, laughing. Yeah. Um, so, obviously we've made a lot of memories as a family. Do you have a time or a moment in our, in our family where it's like, this is like the best moment that, that, that we had? Or like a time period, or like a moment, more so a moment, like a memory. Do you have a memory of when we were like, you know, this is your favorite memory? I used to like, and I think you guys did, when we were, when you guys were younger. And just so you guys know, I don't know if James has ever mentioned, um, he has an older sister from me, you know, on my side, he has an, an older sister and a younger brother that, you know, I'm the same mother too. And... In Maryland, when you guys used to go to the daycare and go over to... We used to have different events at your daycare's son's house. Oh, the 4th of July parties. Well, the 4th of July, you guys used to go for swimming and the garden and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was like a lot of things that, you know, it was a nice it was a nice size yard to where, like, the church... Of, you know, we had church events where we would have annual after the church kind of closed down they made it into a thing for the church picnics where you guys could you know where we could see people we hadn't seen for a long time but I mean even as a group I think we all enjoyed that even though we were together we still had you know you could go visit the friends you guys saw people you grew you know yeah I know what you're talking about I remember those times I remember this one time uh at, at that guy's house they had he had a pool and it was above ground pool and we were told, you're not allowed to go in the pool. You're not allowed to go in the pool. I don't think I ever told you this. So, like, we were chilling by the pool. We got done with the garden. Because you, you had to do the garden before you get in the pool. And I decided to be, you know, ballsy. And I stood. He had a deck that went on the pool. So I went up on the deck. And he had a railing thing around the pool. Kind of like where the pool... I don't know what you would call that. The walls, pretty much, of the pool. How it has that base on top of it. Right. The, the, the edge where you can like walk around if you're cleaning the pool or like well I was walking on that balancing and I fell in the pool <laughs> did you get in trouble <laughs> I don't think she ever noticed she didn't notice you're soaking wet no because when she came out she like came through the fence and she was like okay you guys are good and then we just hopped in but like I fell into the pool I thought I was gonna yell at but I do remember that those think, are good times. I think in one of your podcasts, you also mentioned something about us going back and forth between here and Maryland and different things. And, I mean, I love spending time together with you guys because with working so much and you guys being busy with school, it was like now as you're all in different places, you know, anytime I can get to spend with you guys, I like that. <laughs> I know, even though we fight or whatever, but it's different because it's not like, you know, we're going through a mall it was funny because the one day we were going i was walking through a mall and this woman was in there and her and her son were fussing yeah. with each other and i was by myself and 
I thought it was hysterical. You know, my flashback to me and you walking through a mall arguing all the time. And I was like, you know what? That was me and James, and I missed that. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't miss our arguments. I don't miss the way we fight. We used to argue and fight all the time. But it was like, it was a flashback to me and you standing there arguing. And, and I don't remember arguing at the mall. Only things I remember we used to argue about was when I was in my emo phase and I wanted to wear skinny jeans. He made me re return a pair because because they were like, no, you can't get those. They're too tight. Return them. Take them back. I'm like, but I want these. You're like, no, you can't have them. Return them. Take them back. And everybody used to mess with me and be like, you know, how are you going to tell him? Because back in the day, you had really long hair after we after you left the one school. Yeah. And it was like everybody, you know, there were people that would tell me, you know, why... Why do you allow him to do that? Why do you allow him to grow that long hair? And I'm like, it's a phase he's going through. And if he chooses to have the long hair, and if that's the worst thing I have to deal with from him. It wasn't. <laughs> exactly. I was like, we're going to be good. I'm like, if that's the, I'm, I'm not worried about the little things. That's a phase he's going through, and I know eventually he'll do it. And now look at him. you. You shave the sides of your head most of the time. Yeah. You only got the little puff on the top. I'm like, I mean, not just the sides, but you shave, like, the whole bottom and just have the puff on the top. So, I'm like, that was just a phase. And then exactly. when people see you from back in those days, and they see you now, and it's like, wow, James. And I'm like, see, you all wanted me to fight with him over something that, wasn't even necessary to exactly. fight with him could have, could have last forever exactly. which i would not want i and don't even, want to look like that forever i know but even if you did the worst if if you kept it then that would have been something different i know that you said that that was like you know that wasn't the worst thing that could have happened obviously i derailed and i did some worse things as time went on like i got i was i was i had a i had, a, I had an addiction problem and i was cutting class and i was failing classes uh but obviously I've grown past that. But I think a lot of the uh, moments where we were stronger and the reason why we have that bond compared to like you and Graham early on is from all the moments of like things that we went together as a family. Like some of those like we haven't had a traditional like, uh, you know, sheltered lifestyle. Whereas it's more like the knit and the gritty. You're in the, you're in the mess and you got to work together as a family or you're not getting out of it type stuff. I think so because I was a single parent and I mean obviously me growing up my dad was the really really strict one my mom kind of understood oh, yeah. a little bit but my dad was you know the strict one and um it's hard because like you said we had to fight as a family to survive and I think that that helped along the way because like you did I I derailed a little bit you know, when I got, you know, a little bit older in my teens to where, you know, I got that little bit of independence and I got older, I did the same thing. I got myself, you know, involved in stuff I shouldn't have been involved in. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I was worried for you because I saw the path you were taking and it scared me and I hoped you could get yourself out of it. I remember when you, uh, I don't know if this was real or not, so I'm going to ask you on the podcast if it was real or not. I got in trouble in school a lot my junior year because I was dating a girl at the time. I'm, I don't want to talk about her. That was a horrible relationship. If I go back, I wouldn't have dated that girl. Uh, I remember I got in, I got in a lot of trouble. I like got suspended, and uh, Jasmine, who is my older sister, came into my room 
and she was like, you need to get your shit together, you need to fucking stop playing around, you're making mother upset, and then she showed me a lap, she, she, she handed me the net, the netbook that we had at the time, like your netbook, and it had like, uh, like, like screen, screenshots saved of like, military school and boarding schools, so I want to know if she did that to, to scare me, and say that you were doing it, or if you were actually going to send me to a boarding school. I had actually looked into it. Oh, God. The police academy. <laughs> or, you know, not like the police academy, but the military schools. Because I was desperate to try to get you. But at the same time, I mean, that year you had, you know, between both of us, you know you had a lot of issues that year. To where I was to the point, I did not know what else to do for you. Yeah. And I didn't know if that would kind of get you... But then I had a feeling that you would put it against me. Resent you? Yes. I figured you would resent me for doing something like that to you. But yes, you had me very worried over the direction you were going at that time. I would say that I would probably have been very pissed off if I went to a military school. Especially since we went to that Christian school that was pretty strict beforehand. Yeah, but I think they would have done it a little bit different than what they did i mean they're both like very strict i feel like i do i see another thing that i have a question about is speaking about the christian school is it true that they actually have a right to to like spank the children like the principal has the right to spank the children they have a clause when in i there. got caught i got caught cheating this one day at time i got caught cheating on a test and i got sent to the principal's office which was the pastor, and he and they were saying how he, well, they, they, you know, he was saying how he has the right to do so, but he's not going to, and to never do it again. So I want to know if it's true that they actually were given the right by the parents to do so. Christian schools do a lot of times, because even when I went to Christian school, um, they do have the parents where where they have a clause that they can spank the children. Why, though? I don't think they usually... I think they can use enough scared... Like, where you can be scared enough. <laughs> you don't... You know what I mean? That you don't... They don't always have to do it. But I have known of where they have spent kids. Like, in my, in my elementary school, when yeah. they did, I know that they did... They did spank kids at times. Now, if they did it all the time, I know I had to go to a principal's office. I don't remember what it was for. It was one time it scared me to death, and I didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> make sure not to go back there. I remember when I was in elementary school, I, I got I got called into the principal's office for the fourth for my fourth grade year, because they targeted me as a bad student, so they thought I was the one that did the vandalism to this girl's desk, but I didn't, and they knew I didn't because that was my first time being called to the office. That was in elementary school at uh. That was at um, Brooklyn Park Elementary, uh, but uh, the the teacher targeted me because you know I didn't have good grades and like stuff like that. Like you know how I I was never good in school, but yeah, I know. She uh <laughs> she ended up like bringing me to the principal's office. It was me and my buddy William, and obviously it was William because. You know, he's always in the principal's office for doing things like this. So I don't know why she would think it was me. Exactly. And but just because you're not good in school doesn't mean that you're going to do something that's... 
that scared me. I was, I was a little scared when I got called to the principal's office for the first time. And then... Apparently and, you didn't remember that 11 years... No, well, I mean several in, years later. <laughs> in, in the Christian school, I wasn't scared. I was more so, like, didn't like the guy. And then, you know, once I went to high school the first time I went to the principal's office, it was because another teacher targeted me again my 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 uh freshman year mr croom the science teacher with well, dr croom now he he blamed me for breaking one of the equipments in his room even though i never touched it but it was more so because we didn't get along but i never uh, all i did was fail his class i never gave him problems and i didn't really talk to him but i know that i was i got i wasn't charged with anything that day because the principal was like yo i never seen you little did he know you know a year later he's gonna see me but you know it is what it they is they know when yeah they know when they have their repeat offenders that always go to see them exactly um remember when we used to go hiking all the time yeah i think that was one of my one of, one of some of the moments i like doing i did too and that was like because we didn't have a lot of money to do a lot of things, and I think that was, like, one of the cheapest things we could do. We could pack up stuff in the car and go on a hike as a family. And I think that's what really bonded us some together with the good times. Yeah. I think that's what we remember better is the nice, you know, where we could go to a park or we could go for a hike or... Except for that one time. Well, when I got lost in the... When I got lost in the woods. Yeah, when you and, um... Jasmine's boyfriend went at the time at at yeah her boyfriend at the time um we went to Delaware Water Gap and we're on a nice little hike next thing I know he loved parkour and I don't know if he's still into it now or not um me or him him but yeah, I think yeah. you do it a little bit I think you like it a little bit I don't think you go crazy with it I do not but he was really into it next thing I know you two take off in a whole different direction <laughs> and it was actually, I mean, I was worried because I knew you knew the trails a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, this is when we're all, you guys are teenagers. Yeah. And so it's been, I don't even know how old you were. I think you were like. I was I was going into my junior year that year. So it was, it was, it was the day before. I was before, thinking it was like 16 or 17. It was the day before my junior year. Like that weekend was the weekend before school started. Yeah. So we had gone and we were on the trails. Next thing I know, you two take off running, trying to do parkour. You're trying to keep up with him because he's a little bit older than you. And, yeah, pretty much um, lost you all night to the point <laughs> of where, you know, they called in the search and rescue because it was, all, it was an all-night event where, you know, you guys really had me worried because I knew he hadn't been there. You yeah. knew a little bit, but we hadn't, we'd always been together as a group. And we never went to the top. And we never went to, we never made it to, I never made it to the top. And the fact that, you know, it's a different area. So, Search and Rescue was looking for you guys. And then you guys found a way to the road and got a ride back or something, I think. Yeah. That was. The next uh, morning. Yeah, that was. Uh, we, so the path at the top of the mountain, if you ever go to the water, the water, the Delaware Water Gap, there's like a trail where, where you get to the top where people camp. Once you get to that spot, there's no markings in the trees for like five minutes of walking. So you get lost unless you have a map of the trail to know where, okay, it curves like a U and then you're on the path again. That's yeah. that's kind of their problem, to be honest. They shouldn't have an unmarked spot at the top of the mountain. Right. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, Delaware Water Gap is miles and miles. 
So even just in that one section, this is just one section where they have that campground. Now, did you guys stay at the campground? I don't remember. No, I know got, you guys stayed in some the, bushes or something. We got to the campground, and something we were like, we got to keep going. We got to keep going because if we turn around now, right? If we turn around, then it's going to be like hours before you get back to the car and follow the trail because it's already getting dark. So we thought, okay, maybe if we go sh straight, like keep following the path. We didn't know the path was going to end. And then just derive in just trees and stuff, and then you'd have to find it again. We were like, okay, we could go down the mountain this way. Because we were hoping that we were almost there. But we didn't know that we were on the top of the mountain at this point. So, once we get lost, uh, we see like like lights from a, from the camp. There's like a camp spot nearby where they have cabins and stuff. And they have those big like stadium looking lights. So, we thought, it's got to be close by. It can't be that far. So, we were like, let's walk towards the light. That way we're walking towards something in the dark. So we yeah, just because you guys didn't even have flashlights, you didn't have food, nope. you didn't have your cell phones had died at this point. I, I was walking. We were walking towards the lights, and uh, I remember we got we got like midway through. It got really dark out, and we found this like spot. We were walking through thorns. We were walking through like we didn't know what was in the woods either. There could have been bears. It could have been anything. Snakes. But like we were walking through these like thorns. I remember coming out. And my legs were covered in thorns. And like I was I, somehow I still had like good hair, and like I didn't smell bad, <laughs> and I wasn't dirty, but like I was just covered in thorns. But we end up stopping like midway through the walk down in this like spot of bush, where like there was like it kind of like dipped in, and you could like kind of like curl up in a ball and kind of get comfortable in the in the in the mud. And so we kind of just laid there. And that's where we slept because I had a hoodie on, and pants, and shoes, and then he just had on uh. He just had on his uh, tank top and a t-shirt. I mean, a tank top and a pair of shorts. That's what I was saying. He didn't have very much on, yeah. And uh, so we shared my hoodie as a blanket. And then he just wanted to stay there. He didn't ever want to move. He was like, let's just stay here. Let's wait out. They're going to find us. Like, let's just stay here. And I'm like, dude, they're not going to find us. Like, you have to listen to me. They're not coming to find us. They haven't found us yet. They don't know where we are. Let's just fucking keep going. Let's crawl through and let's just keep going. He's like, no, no, come on. Let's just wait. And I'm like, no, dude, we got to go. And he was like, no, nah, we're going to stay. So I allowed him to convince me to stay for an hour. And I was like, dude, I'm not staying no more. Like, I'm going. Like, this is my life. I'm going. And you're coming with me. And he was like, fine. So we started walking down. And then eventually we got to a point where there was like a, a gigantic bush of like stuff that you have to crawl through to reach your hand out to the, to a, to the fucking, uh, to the uh, road, so I, we reach our hands out because there's cars driving by, and we're like, hey, hey, stop, stop, and I, she, at first the lady said that she thought it was a prank, right? but then she stopped, and she was like, what's going on, and we're like, yo, can we borrow your phone, like, we got fucking, like, lost out here, and she was like, oh my goodness, like, this literally just happened to me the other day, like, I, I just saved a hiker the other day because they got lost out here, it's crazy that it's happening again, and uh, then we were taken back to the place. That was definitely a crazy moment. That was definitely. Don't want to do that again. I am glad, though, that I got out. I feel like if we were just to sit there, we would have died. Because it would never found us. I think it would help, like, if it was during the day or whatever. I think in the night. Because it was it was very dangerous. Because there's so many cliffs where you could have just gone over the edge. Yeah. No light, no nothing. And that was one of the things that the search and rescue team said. They were like, if you guys had taken, you know, if you, you guys weren't even on a path. So you could have just taken a step and died. And you don't even know. Pretty much. You know, and that was, and I'm like, you know, they were out there. They were out there hours. They actually had to 
New Jersey, I think it was. The yeah. New Jersey search and rescue team had come out. And, you They're know. They're doing trials. Yeah. And they were, and it was very appreciative that they actually even came out because it was like, you know, here you are, two young guys, and not even prepared for anything. You not know? at all. We were, we were, we were yeah, we went for <laughs> a day, a day hike, a couple hours. And it turned into all night to where, you know. I'm Thankfully glad everything worked here. out, though, but I know. And nobody was hurt, nobody, you know. Yeah. Um, what are some, like, if, if let's say best case scenario, you win a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever you think would be enough money to be able to do whatever you want right now and not have to work. Or, you know, if you want to, you could still work. What would you do with your life and with that money? Like, let's say, like, what would be some of the first things you would do you have, like, unlimited amount of money. I'm not even going to cap the money because that would be too hard to, like... I was going to say, if you had money, you didn't have to worry about money. Yes, if you money didn't have wasn't to, an option... money wasn't an option, you could do anything you want, what, what are you going to do? Um... I know you used to talk about maybe having a bed and breakfast. That was an idea you threw around. Yeah, a bed and breakfast is cool. Um, in a nice, like... I don't know, a nice place. Um... Do you got, like, a dream state or a dream, like, uh, area you'd want to live in? I don't, I don't know if I have a dream area. I've gotten to the point now, I don't like really cold, but at the same time, I don't like really hot. So, definitely don't think I would be good in tornado area. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the couple tornadoes that come through here is more than enough for me. Um, I don't like them at all. I don't know. I, I like the East Coast. Yeah. Um. Would you stay around here? Would you uh, move up towards Graham? Our Graham, my Graham lives in uh, West Virginia. That's that's your mom. Yeah. For the people that don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that actually has to have much of a say in it on where exactly. There are things like a little bit further south in PA because yeah. we're up by the Poconos. So, I mean, what's considered up by the Poconos? We used to live a lot closer to the Poconos, but yeah. I mean, we're, be, you know, the area we're in now. We're in NEPA. Northeastern PA, yeah. But maybe a little bit south. Doesn't have to be real far south. Um, bed and breakfast, I've thought of that. Um, I've also thought about, like, one of your sister's things that she loved with the animals and stuff. Like owning a shelter or a farm? I don't know if it, yeah. I don't know how well I would do with a shelter. But at the same time, I'm like... I can't, I'm not very good with veterinary stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, obviously, I would try to hurt. I don't want to see an animal hurt. Um, I don't know, something that involves that. Maybe some kind, not really boarding, but some kind of shelter, sanctuary, something. Like a rescue. Something, maybe. Um, a rehabilitation center for animals. Or even, like, you know, how they have some of the ones now that work with people like veterans or yeah. disabled people or, you know, different things like that. I would love to do something like involving that or even like I've thought a couple of times of volunteering like at the shelters around here, but I haven't really done anything. You know, I love the animals. Yeah. You know, it's I don't care for snakes. Would you but... <laughs> uh, would you would you go to college? I would probably take some courses. I don't know. I mean, it's something that I keep trying to tell you and your brother and sister. It's like, it's not, I don't think necessarily college, but I think you should have at least a technical school of some kind. 
because I did go to technical. You know, I did take some cor- some courses after I graduated school, what were you and going then I to did go to for s- when you uh, when you graduated high school. Well, I I waited a little. I was I wasn't going to go straight to college, and I think that was part of my problem was I didn't do it straight out of school. But yeah. I did take but I did take um some computer classes that next year. I took a year of computer classes, so I did a course on that and I got a certification for that. But I did finally decide to go back to school and I had just started with my general courses, but that was a long time ago too because that was when I was working full time, part time and being a mother. <laughs> no, pregnant with your sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work out too you know, it was like something had to give at that time. Yeah. Um I think definitely some kind of at least technical type school to where I could learn something. I mean Like computer technology. I don't know if it would necessarily be like computer technology, but maybe along the lines of um like you know I'm really big into motorcycles. So yeah. motorcycle repair. Um a little bit about cars, because, you know, we had the old, old cars that, you know, um, we have. So, it's, you know, I would love to be able to restore those. I don't want to have to send them out. I think it would be more personal hands-on. I've always wanted to repair them. Yeah. It's just we never had the opportunity to. And I think that that stuff I could kind of get into if I didn't have the pressure of working. I'm not saying that if money was no option, I would not work. Yeah. I mean, maybe part-time. Maybe you have my own shop or something. Maybe, you know. I'm going to be honest. If I was given no money. And this is based off of, so recently, uh, shout out Jeff, season season one, episode one. Uh, he's the guy I did the podcast with first. He recommended a movie to me called Office Space, right? And it's a movie, it's comedy. It has, like, uh, Jennifer Aniston in it. She plays, like, the, the chick. But, um. She plays the chick? Yes. But, um. <laughs> In the movie, it's about um, it's about like a guy who's fed up with his office job mm-hmm. because he's tired of doing the same maintained things every single day. You mean the mundane? Mundane things every single day. And he doesn't like the fact that it's repetitive. He doesn't like the fact that it's like not what he wants to do with his life. And like in the in there, they ask him. He, they talk about money, and they go, "If you if you want a million dollars, what would you do?" And the one guy that that they asked the question to answers in a funny way he's like uh the the one guy goes i would do two chicks at one time and the guy's like what he goes two chicks one time and he goes he was like i feel like that's enough money to do that but then the other guy says the, the main character says that he would do nothing absolutely nothing if he would live the same lifestyle he lives like have the same apartment have the same furniture everything but just not work at all no i think i'd want another place to live than this one <laughs> um I mean, thankful we have roof over our head. Yeah. Um, but I know one of the things that we really wanted to do, I mean, this country is getting crazy right now, but um, one of the things that we, even you had wanted to do even at your age, and I've always wanted to do it, was get a truck and a camper and go travel, like, travel the United States. We've never really done that to some extent. I mean, yeah, I've been to different states and stuff. I've been as far as Texas, Florida. You went to Texas? When did you go to Texas? I was about your age. What did you go to Actually, Texas for? Actually, I was younger for? than you. I was John's age. What did you go to Texas for? Long story. No, what did you do in Texas? <laughs> I went because a friend of mine, her boyfriend, was from Texas. And <laughs> what does that have to do with Texas? <laughs> <laughs> and he went back. And I hope she... I never heard this. 
You have heard that. I never heard yes, that you, you went have. to Texas. I was a teenager. Is this is this I was young. This is how I ended up with my when I came back that my dad was like you're getting a job. I was 18. Yeah. I was 18 when this happened. So um they he went back to Texas. She was still in Maryland. Okay. She just had to go see her boyfriend. So I went and I told my parents. Spontaneously? Oh, yeah. I went and told my parents some crazy story that we were going to see her something or other in, like, Virginia or something. You lied? (laughs) And we drove (laughs) to Texas. I've never heard this story. And we were there for, like, two weeks because, I mean, the poor car. I killed the car. I don't even remember what happened. On the way back... Every it would like if I took my foot off the gas, it stalled. Oh, this great. is how bad the car was. But I didn't even have the money to get home because we literally. And the one time I let her drive, we were on our way to Texas. And the one time I let her drive, the next thing I know, she spaces out in the middle of a four lane, you know, dual highway. But it's like it had the divide. What do you the mean median she in the spaced middle. Out? She spaced out. I don't know if she started falling asleep or something. We ended up in the median. Oh. In the middle of the highway going down to Texas. And I wouldn't let her drive after that. The whole drive I'm driving after. That was like, except for the couple minutes. I mean, it was, she wasn't even driving a half hour, I don't think. Wow. When she did this. And then we're in the middle of the median. How we how we even made it, I don't even know. But yeah, we had no money, no job, no nothing. So we ended up going down there. He was staying with a friend of his. I actually knew the girl from one of my jobs. And we had gotten cut tight because I met her... She was like a customer. We worked at a gas station. Okay. So you had a job. Yeah. But it wasn't, I mean, it was a job. It was a gas station. And, um, but at the same time, long story. I don't know. He went back and, yeah, it was crazy. We ended up staying two weeks. It was like a big house party type thing. Yeah, for two weeks. Um. You threw a raver for two weeks in Texas. <laughs> No, and you not never really. told me the story. Not really. It wasn't like a raver. We, I mean, it was like he was there, his friend that he was staying with, and then his mother and us, the two, not you know, the two. So girls. how'd you end up getting back? Um, I think my parents sent me some money to so actually told come them. back. You told them that you were in Texas. Yeah, because, you know, of course, they wondered where we were when I wasn't coming home. So they found out when, once we made it to Texas, I told them. What'd they say? Well, needless to say, they flipped out, but. (laughs) I wonder if Graham remembers this story. I would, yeah. I suggest you all not doing that to me because I would have to seriously hurt you. (laughs) You wouldn't care. Why wouldn't I care? If I spontaneously said I'm going to Texas, you'd be Okay, if you said it, yeah. But if you tell me you're going to Virginia and you end up going to Texas or something, I'm I'd be like a little crazy. Well, you're that. older now, though. You're older now. That's crazy. I never heard that story. Yeah. So it was like we were even taking like we would take the boy to work. I mean, to school. He was going to school and stuff. So basically, you would want to travel, though. Long story short, you'd want to travel a little bit and then settle down and have a bed and breakfast or an animal shelter or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I think uh, honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work. If I had enough money to not do anything. Well, I think those would be work because you have to maintain well, yeah, but like, the building and stuff. and. I don't want to have a job where I, like, I'm doing what I'm doing now, where I go to a factory or a warehouse and I just work. I don't want to do that. I want to do something where I'm 
doing things for myself and enjoying life to where I can wake up at whatever time I want and go do what I want exactly. and have the ability to do so because I feel very strongly about that this isn't how life is supposed to be lived and that you're wasting life by doing the same thing every day. Okay, but then what are you going to do to make that change? Because you're you're in a position right now. I don't got the money, so I'm not in the position. Okay, but you're... you're Young enough you, to take risks? You have... <laughs> no. You have no... When I say you have no responsibilities, you have no dependent dependence on you. You don't have children, which is a good thing right now, because you're not in a position right now that you should. I don't want kids. But you don't have animals that you have to take care of. You don't have... You know what I mean? If I didn't I understand have you don't bills, have money, because that was my problem growing up, too. And I could like, save all my money, I probably would have traveled already. But the fact that I have to provide for myself and have money to pay my bills and I, I did my bills I ranked them all I did I did this like chart where I had to rank all my bills I get I basically have a hundred to two hundred dollars a week extra that I get besides but, having to pay for bills every single week okay but you also have some expensive hobbies I mean I mean I had the podcast but and the comic books and the I haven't actually bought a comic book in a long time figurines and your taste is not cheap you I know mean, this it's not. every couple months you go through your power clothes and you donate your clothes you know if i haven't worn it once in two months you get rid of it and you start a whole new wardrobe you know if you wear those clothes a little while then you don't have to have like True. what's out right this second but i mean you are good in the fact of you know how you can keep your clothes like I wear something, like, I'm wearing white now. I'm like, I can't survive in white for some reason. But, I mean, yours, at least you can donate. I mean, I try to donate my clothes to whatever I don't use or whatever. But you, I mean, right now, you have somebody that can even take your hand-me-downs and is willing to take them. You know what I mean? Somewhere yeah. you know that they're going for a good if, use, you know? If I could. And who appreciates that they have them. If I could do whatever I want. I would buy like 50 to 100 acres of land. That'll work. And I would make sure that it's like, you know, land that you could build upon. And I would, because I like nature a lot, I would reserve it to where like it can never be taken down. Right. And no one can ever like, the government can't come in and say, oh, you know, got to get rid of this. I would make sure that it's preserved. I'd find a way to do that, whatever amount of money it takes. And then I'd build my house on top of the cliff. I'd make sure it has a cliff. I'd build my house on top of that cliff, and it'd be like, uh, it wouldn't be a big house, but it would be like a two, three bedroom, uh, you know, it'd have like two bathrooms, solar panels, well water, you know, something like off-gritty, but also kind of on the grid. And for your mother? <laughs> well, I would have like, for money, right? Because obviously you have to have money, you're never going to have an endless amount of money. I want to have a llama. And I want to have my own garden. Not like a big garden, but like 700 square feet, maybe. 700 square feet? 700 square feet. Kind of like the size of this apartment. Yeah. It'd be a garden about that big. I'd have herbs, spices. I'd have like, you know, things that people always want to use I want to be able to, to do cook. that too. Yeah. Have like, a little garden that you can... Things that I'd be able to take. And then if I don't use it all, I'm not just going to throw it away. So I would have a shack down at the end of the driveway that comes up to my my property. And I would have... 
I would I would cement it all down, and then I would have people like I'd I'd have people that would pay me to put their tent there, and then I'd have my own little like uh, farmers market every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then I would sell my stuff inside the little shack. Right. And then I would allow people like family like you or John or Jasmine uh, to build like your own little houses on there. And then in the middle of all that, there'd be a lake, a man-made lake, where, like, you know, you'd go fishing, go boating. Good That's kind of what I want. Yeah. And then I would have, like, a van to travel in. That way I'm not working all the time and I actually get to see things. That's That goal is, like, the end goal. That's, like, if I'm retired... Or like when I'm 30, 40, and I have, and I get enough money, that's what I want to be doing. I don't want to be. I want my job to be my own job. Right. Or if this podcast goes big enough, that's what I would do with the money from the podcast. Is I would do something like that. I'd invest into finding ways right. to where I could have that. Yeah, that's cool. Cause those are along the lines of what I know. I like. Recently, I have been thinking about college though, cause it's graduation year. People are graduating. So, like, I have been thinking, like, hey, maybe I should be going to school and, like, maybe get a two-year degree in something. It doesn't have to be what I do on my job. Right. It doesn't have to be job Like, I can still work whatever I'm working, but just have this sort exactly. of acknowledgement in my back pocket. Exactly, because it can, and it would help you broaden your horizons and maybe get you into what you want to do. Like, I thought... Even of, if it's something computer-related or, you know... I thought about maybe, uh doing like like editing like learning to edit going to like a community college for two years and learning how to edit on a computer which would help me with the podcast so yeah it's not using it as my main job but it it does it for my hobbies well that's why i'm thinking more probably maybe more of a technical school than a college because when you do college you have to do all your subjects and your back hit you know what i mean you weren't going to school you hated school i mean so (laughs) i hated school then but you think you could dedicate yourself if I had to studying time, your your math, English, science? If I had time, yes, I think I could. The only reason why I didn't try in school is because I didn't have the motivation. I was not motivated to be in school. For 12 years? Yes. 13 think about years? My, think, about, 13. think about how my, 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 my senior year went at, at, at high school. I went to a public school for high school. Think about how I got A's and B's, and I didn't even try. That's just because I did my homework. If I would have done my homework, read the books I was supposed to in English, and not cheated. Well, I didn't cheat when I was in when I was in high high school, but if I like did it, if I did it, if I did it that way, <laughs> I would have I would have passed with like probably B's. I wouldn't have gotten A's because I didn't study, but I would have gotten B's. I can guarantee that. Well, I know a lot of your low grades was because you wouldn't do homework. I wouldn't do my homework, which means I wouldn't pass like the small quizzes on the homework. But if I would have just done the homework, my grades were already 76. I, I promise you would have boosted my grade up to an 86. I would have been low. I would have been uh, the, the low, the high 80s, like 86, 87, 88, 89, 90s. I don't know. I know you did not. You would, you would always say, I'll have homework. And then it was like pulling teeth when you were younger to get you to do the homework. Yeah. It take it would take all night. When you could have been outside, you could have had it done outside playing. You were like, nope, not doing it. And you would sit there for all night. Not doing it. What, so another question I have is, what was your biggest fear with having children? You know that I don't want children, and my stance behind children is I don't want to have children in in this day and age where everything's going, like, 
downhill and it doesn't look like it's getting better like yeah there's good parts of humanity but there's a lot of negative sides of humanity what were like your fears going into having you know three kids or being a single mother the same thing you just said originally i didn't want kids because i saw how even back then i mean and back then is nothing like it is now you know it's um you know i used to i used to be able to walk what what was it 45 an hour 45 minutes it was like a two hour almost a two hour walk from the yeah. one school i went to and i never really had to worry about you know what was going on you know what i mean like my surroundings it's like now you can't you know this day and age it's crazy it's like people are crazy i mean they were then it's just i don't know what happened it's like this whole now is like so much worse and that was how you were just how you just said about yours why you don't want to have kids that's kind of how i felt that's how i felt before i had children yeah um I always worried about that, even, you know, because of bringing you guys up. And it was like... Which is um, part of the reason why he moved from Maryland. Well... Because we lived in... We lived in... So we didn't say this before. We lived in Brooklyn Park, Maryland, which is like right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. The next um, road over was Baltimore City. Yeah. And we had people getting killed at the end of the road. We had... Um, Murders at the park. Murders at the park. We had, you know, gun gunshots going everywhere. And obviously this is not hunting area. You know, you're not going to hear a gun going off. It's the city. It's, you know, it's it's highly populated. Um, a guy shot a girl in the face in the, across the alley from us. Um, there was a guy laying two houses up on our alley where we were. Two ha two doors down, there was this guy. We thought he was dead. He was <laughs> just drunk, sleeping, and it was like in the in two houses down. It wasn't anybody that lived in that house. It was just this random guy, random drunk guy, drunk I, off his butt. I remember. Knocked out unconscious. I don't know why this made me think about this, but I remember it, we, when we lived in Maryland. We lived in a townhouse, and the bedrooms were on the top floor, right? So we had that back porch that had the roof on it, and then. You had the windows to the bedroom, Jasmine's window, and, and mine and John's window. Right. I remember uh, Jasmine's father. His name was Greg. Uh, he used to <laughs> climb up the. He used to climb up the side of the, of the, what you call it. Up the side when of the porch. When he was like drunk, or whenever he was like wanting to see her, he would climb up there and then climb through a window and like talk to her. <laughs> Which thinking about it's kinda weird. But like obviously he meant like he had good intentions. Yeah, but. he had good intentions and it wasn't like we felt like he was a threat that he was gonna do exactly. something. But it was just yeah, not exactly the most safe you remember secure. That? Oh, I remember <laughs> <laughs> And then I remember he'd go from there and he'd go in your room and he'd be like, Yo, what's up? And he'd be like, What are you doing here? <laughs> that was a good times. I also remember when uh when we lived there, he brought the he had the red Camaro, the nineteen sixty nine red Camaro that he gave Jasmine when he died, um, he uh, he had it parked on the street, and John was sitting in the in the driver's seat, and he was pretending to drive, and he put it in reverse, and it started rolling down the rolling down the street, and and Greg had to run and stop him. I remember that. I remember that. It was funny. I was a good dude. So back to your like fears. Uh, obviously we had 
those times where like it was really bad in that area was there any other fears that you had when it came in or not even that what do you still feel the same way do you regret you can be honest obviously you don't regret having us but do you regret like having like do you wish you you didn't have kids no because i mean most of my you guys became my priority and I tried. I mean, I know I wasn't the perfect mother, but I tried. And it's not like we had a lot of money. And I know sometimes you were like, you felt like, okay, your friends had all this stuff. You wanted all this stuff. Um, but you knew I didn't really have the money. But, you know, one of the things and was there were times, if you remember, I don't even know if you knew that there were times that I did not even know where your next meal was coming from oh i remember and i mean you know what sometimes you would complain that you know oh we're having this again and it wasn't something like a big gourmet meal or something maybe it was just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something but at the same time there were times that god got us through that you know i had no idea where that next meal was coming from for you guys that's how tight things were i remember when we lived in the white and greenhouse the last one in that area um i was in i was a senior in high school and i remember i would open up the fridge and there'd be nothing in the fridge i'd open up the freezer and the only thing in the freezer was this bag of semi-sweet chocolates (laughs) from like years ago but they were still good because they were frozen and i remember i would just take a ziploc baggie and i would just fill it with the semi-sweet chocolates and i would just go into my room and eat that for like a week I mean, we would eat, not, luckily, it wasn't, like, that bad. I mean, there was times where it was that bad. It was, luckily, I mean, though, like, even I when you were free, younger, I got free school lunch, right. which they ended up giving to you when I was, like, a, when I was, like, a sophomore, which ended up giving me, like, you know, we had, like, that worked for John, too. We had, like, pizza and stuff we could eat during school, so we were actually eating. Right. And I mean, that also gave us free breakfast, so the only thing we worried about was dinner. Though, I mean, that was the hardest, that, I think that was the hardest, was I I knew that there were certain little things that were like the the thing of the moment that I couldn't give you guys. I know I'm guessing your addiction like with the clothes now. It's like even back then you wanted certain clothes, like like you said, your emo stage and stuff. You were never one that would wear anything of a hand me down to something. Yeah. It was like depending on what it was. But at the same time, it wasn't like I tried to give you, you know, I tried to find decent stuff, yeah. if that makes any sense. And I tried, you know, I, I tried. I think that's all you really can do is try. Um, I remember... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to do every. I never did everything correctly. But no, you never it's did. not like raising kids, and especially when your own comes with a manual on saying how to do stuff. You know what I mean? So do you... Having known what you know now, would you would you tell yourself, like, hey, like, it's all right to have a kid or, like... What would you have told yourself? Or do you think you'd still have that same mindset and that mindset made you be who you are now with having raising kids? Obviously, you always have those moments as a parent. Obviously, I don't know this, but I'm, I hear that you have moments as a parent where you don't want to be... I know that if I had a kid, right, there's things I would do differently compared to your parenting style. And there's things that you would do differently to Graham's parenting style or Granddad's parenting style. Do you think that you've mirrored their parenting style or that you've done things differently in your own eyes from my parents yes i would think i've done things a lot different (laughs) 
I mean, there was a time where you were super strict. And I know you, you talked about them being super strict. I remember we couldn't play Pokemon. I remember I was gifted, like, a Pokemon. It was, like, the height of Pokemon. I was gifted, like, a Pokemon, like, bedspread. And you're like, you can't have that. That's not good for you. It, it, God doesn't want that. I did not say yes, that. Yes, you did. I did not say you that. Did. I might have said you shouldn't have it, but I, I remember know. Halloween was iffy at one point because, like, you know, religious reasons at that time made you feel like Halloween wasn't good. There's still certain things. It's just... Or the long hair. I didn't get the long hair until I was in high school because you never wanted hair on my face. You remember that? I remember Nini, which was uh, your grandmother, which is my great-grandmother. She would always be like, get your hair out your face. Well, that was just how she was. She didn't want it in your face. She didn't care. I mean, even me. She would always say, get that hair out of your face. It was like even, you know, she would always tell me that too because it would always be in my face. I definitely, uh, oh, oh, oh. I don't I know. The biggest thing is, I guess... Would I have kids now? I mean, no one would I know now would I have had you guys. I mean, I love you guys. I mean, the situations probably weren't the best that, you know, that y'all came about in, but I still love you guys. Yeah. I do remember, this is off topic, but uh, I remember this one time when we were talking about hardships. I remember, like, one day we, we, were, living in the, we were living in the pink house across the street from the restaurant, and you were sitting outside in the car and you were crying. And still to this day, I have no clue why you were crying. But I just remember seeing you cry. I honestly think it was because you were stressed out because of everything that was going on, like, with your job. And with, like, not knowing, like, where the food's going to come from. But, like, the fact that you never showed that in front of us, I just, I don't know. I remember that incident. Because I came outside to greet you because you came home. But then I saw you were crying in the car, so I just went back upstairs. And I was like, why is she crying in the car? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that at all? I don't remember Did you why. have those moments right often? Right now, I don't remember why. Where you would, like, hide emotions from us so that we wouldn't know, like, the actual struggle of what was going on? Oh, or yeah. Or were you more, like... I know you were kind of If that's of the open, only time you but... ever saw, then, yeah. It's not It's not easy. It's not, you know... You obviously, think... obviously, nobody looks at, you know, when they have a relationship that they're going to end up as a single parent. Yeah. That's definitely not what you have when you go into, you know, when you have that situation. I I never thought I was going to be a single parent. Yeah. When I married, I married with the intention of staying with the person for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, obviously, when that changed, I had to... Adapt. Right. And it was like, you know, that's, that is how you just do what you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could have chose... I could have chose... I mean, I know you guys kind of held it against me, like, when, you know, you guys would make a comment once in a while... You know, I was never there when you were younger. Um, I would definitely do a couple things a little bit different. Like that part, I would have been, I would have tried to have been more involved if I could have. Well, you were working all the time. I feel exactly. like. Exactly. And I that was. Like when and you look at it from. I was trying to work and half the time your daycare was, you know, more than half the paycheck. So. I feel like when you look at things as a child, when you're, at, when you're a child, obviously you see things like differently than when you are as an adult and as an adult I can see that like okay you were trying to make ends meet you were a single mom you were trying to make the best life for us you did what you could Maryland we were more financially available we had we were doing a little bit better then than we were now I mean we you guys were younger then too so you wouldn't even realize how, how to what extent you know what I mean because you also had those like uh, we had incidents happen when we moved where we lost both of the houses 
to where like you know that kind of set us back a little bit that set us back a lot but because i was trying to take care of two houses and it wasn't you know obviously financially able to do that and the situation was not what it should have been exactly but, but i mean definitely i don't really think people i mean yeah if you're financially set or whatever and there are people that say okay i'm gonna have a child but that wasn't going into it like yeah. i said when you know it wasn't supposed that's not how it was meant i mean when we both got married before we got married that was one of the i mean even before we had kids it was like but when we got married we did you always want kids like obviously you said you didn't I want didn't kids really, because no. of the thing but i remember uh greg used to say to jasmine all the time he'd be like you were planned you were the only one that was planned yeah i mean he we had talked about it so he wanted kids you were the one that was iffy on the kids kind of i mean not that i didn't want them you just wanted to be prepared but i yeah and not when it happened if that makes any sense yeah so you wanted it later but i did well i was like how you felt i was like you know with raising them in the world and what they have to deal with in the world and i was also scared to death of actually having a child yeah if someone's struggling like right now as a single mom what would you tell them that they're gonna get through that everything's gonna be all right somehow yeah god i mean god i know you and i have kind of different opinions on that whole thing but you know i mean god does watch over us god does you know things happen for a reason and it is hard but tomorrow's another day and even though sometimes it doesn't seem like there's an out eventually it'll be a whole different phase yeah it's like it'll go into another whole different thing and it's like it's crazy um just stay motivated keep being focused keep pushing keep pushing through it's like you know i don't regret my children i love my children it turned to where seeing (laughs) no you're all different you're all different want to hear my opinion you think i have a favorite i do and which one would that be so john and i so john thinks that jasmine is your favorite she's the oldest and we think she he thinks that you're the most proud of her because she is the most financially stable and that she's actually like you know she has actual set goals that she can achieve right i think that your favorite is john because he's the youngest and he's the baby of the group and that jasmine you have the most amount of respect for because she's doing everything that you want her to like she's doing everything that you wish you could be doing also and then i'm just there just chilling and you're just like ah as long as he's not dead in a ditch somewhere we're good no <laughs> no <laughs> that is crazy no 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 and i no, bet no. you if jasmine no. was here like i don't know her answer but i bet you she would say john's the favorite okay because so I would, I, I have would, no uh, favorites. Yeah, okay. But. I have no favorites. See, and I'm not saying but. Each one of you is different in a different way. I like, I like de- being able to spend any time with you guys that I can. You guys feel probably that Jasmine's my more favorite because I visit her. Okay, but she's not with, she's not, she's, <laughs> not, she's not here with us, unfortunately. Yeah. So. I have to either go out of my way to see her. It's not like, you know, the rare occasion you're home. I can actually, you know, come over and say, hey, or whatever. Or you stop by. Who do you think you talk to the most out of everybody? I'm saying like. John doesn't like me talking to him. When it comes to 
deep diving into conversations. Who do you who could you who do you think out of the three children you could sit down with and have a conversation? John is very himself. I don't care. Yeah. John doesn't care on a lot of things. He's just like happy go lucky. Yeah. It's like whatever, whatever, whatever. Goes with the I flow. mean well, but John and I have had conversations on like things that you and I cannot talk about because we disagree on. We have two different views on a lot of different um political political and religious yeah, <laughs> religious and so John and I are more along I think in that line. Jasmine she tries to stay away from the whole conversation. So it's hard for me to say exactly how she feels about it. She just tries to avoid it. So it depends on what it is that I want to talk to you guys about. So I think because of the situation with Jasmine at the time, remember when Jasmine got the job, she, I had lost my job I had for 16 years. Yeah. You had a temporary job. We all applied at the same job. We were looking between here, we were looking in Maryland, we were looking in West Virginia. We were trying to just find a job, you know, that we could deal with. She ended up with the job in Maryland. And for some strange reason, they never even called you for an interview, which made no sense. Because you were just as capable of doing the job as what she was. I guess maybe because you didn't have as much work experience. I don't know. Yeah. But that's how she ended up there with her job. So, I felt guilty. Because then soon after that was when I started the part-time, you know, the temporary job up here. Because it was at least a job. Yeah. We still didn't know really where we were going until my friend let us know about the job we're at now and told us both to go to apply so then that then you know thank god we both got hired for the same you know for the same job at the same place yeah but um if you were to choose like so you say you don't got favorites we're not gonna debate that because obviously we have our own opinion i love all three of you okay i, get I love spending time with all three but of if you, you so were it's like, to choose i'm not gonna say one personality trait out of all three of your kids. Like, yeah, so you had to choose one for John, one for me, one for Jasmine. Uh, what would you say is a trait that you see that resembles you out of out of all of them? Or what are your favorite traits out of those? Out of all of us? Like, if you had to choose for John, what's your what's your favorite trait that John has? That you wish you had, and then same for Jasmine, same for me. I think I like the most about John. Um, the way when he, when he wants something, he goes for it. Yeah. Um, he... If it's something he knows he wants to save for, he knows he has to save for it. Um, the tattoos, the motorcycle, exactly. The car. He knows exactly what he wants. Um, if like on the motorcycle, he wanted to repair it, even on the car, little things that were wrong, he didn't want to go spend money. So he looked it up. He he's very knowledgeable in very hands on. Yes, learning and he learns very quickly. So it's like he wanted to repair the things on the car and on the on the motorcycle the, the the car went i mean he got the car after he wrecked the truck yeah now mine is needless to say it ended up being my truck that he towed <laughs> but if i had known he was doing what he was going to do i would have gave him a better one to drive in the snowstorm he scared the mess out of me when he did that you know what i mean it was pretty bad um the motorcycle when he wrecked, you know, after after he wrecked it. <laughs> I don't like that he keeps wrecking things. Um, but, you know, 
he has this, it was like, I said, what was going through your thought, what was going through your head when you wrecked the motorcycle? And he was like, oh, shit, here, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> he said, I just held on it, went for the ride. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? It's like, he just, he just, he, it's like, he's just carefree. He doesn't worry about stuff that much. It's like, if it's not something of a major thing, he doesn't stress over it. Yeah. I stress over everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, of raising you guys and having to worry so much about everything. He doesn't worry about something that's out of his control. Yeah. I, on the other hand, do. And it's like, I'll worry about everything. So, I think I like that he's so carefree. And if he does see something, you know, he, he does what he needs to do. He's very, you know, I'm not mechanically inclined. I would like to be, but, you know, he's he's just really good at that. So for Jasmine, um, I like that she knows she's she knows what she needs to do as far as like finances. I mean, I know what I have and I know what my bills are, but and I can pay them. But she is very good at her budgeting, budgeting and saving. She right and she doesn't go and buy a bunch of stuff. Even if she likes something, it's like it needs to be um, necessities. Something that she really needs or really, really wants. Something she put a lot of thought into and said, hey, like, I've been wanting this for a couple of years. I'm going to get it. Right. And it's like, she's very, you know, and she loves her. And, I mean, I know you all love your animals, but, you know, she... Is obsessed with animals. She's good, you know. I mean, so is John. John loves his cats and stuff. And you do, too. But, I mean, she's in a place where she can have them and do what she needs to do. They're like, you know what I mean? That's what she comes home to. Yours, I think, is more your ability to let things go, like, as in material things. Yeah. It's like, like, how I mentioned earlier with your clothes. It's like every couple months, you go through your clothes, you can, you can weed out, oh, I haven't worn this for three weeks, I'm not gonna, I don't want it, I don't care. It like, it's something that's brand new. You have, probably even have this, the label still on it, the tag on it where you bought it. Um, me, I have an attachment to things, and I have a very hard time letting go of even something that I haven't worn in two years or three or four years and I still yeah. have them and I'm like oh well you know I can't get rid of that yet you it's like I mean all three of you look at me and say okay now as far as my antiques go yes I I don't agree with you guys on that I'm sorry that is history and that is you I know I feel like thing but as far as like normal things i have an attachment to things where you guys are like no um we don't need that you know we just need this or whatever i feel like when it comes to like not being attached to things you kind of got to realize that like this is all materialistic so when i look at like the things around me right obviously i wouldn't be too happy if i got rid of my computer because i just bought it but like even things i recently bought like i have that dragon ball z uh, son of Goku 2 statue. I got it at a comic shop probably like last summer in Philly when me and John took a trip down. I could get rid of that. It's it's beautiful. People always commented on it when they see it, but like it means absolutely nothing to me. Right, but I mean a lot of my stuff is more sentimental. It's like I have I have the history. I have the antiques. You guys are just like we don't care about them. But at the same time, to me they're history and they're things from the past. And... It's like, you know, my grandmother or my great-grandmother or it came down in the family and you got... To the, so those things, I feel like no, I want to hold on to. But, like, as far as even, like, the clothes issue, it's like, I have clothes and I have so many clothes. It's like, 
even if I wore a different thing probably for a whole year, I could probably get away with wearing it once, you know? Do you think this stems from childhood? Like, when you were a child, obviously you say, like, okay, me now growing up, right, I have, I, I can look back at photos. Now that we have, like, access to photos on our phones and stuff compared to when you did, I can look back at photos from when I used to live with you next door and how my bedroom's changed and how much stuff I've accumulated and I can go, okay, that's... I've grown in progress. I have a bigger closet. I have more things in my closet. I have more things that I own. That's good, but it's also kind of like, do I own too much? Or like, if I look back when we first moved in, when we when we became homeless and we first moved into that, that apartment, uh, that's a story for another day, what happened with that apartment. But when I look at that closet and the things I had, I have, I had 10 shirts and three pairs of pants and underwear and socks, and that was it. Well, that was Compared because... to, like, now I have a whole closet of shirts, socks, and pants, and shorts. Right. Well, I think that's part of your thing, is where, when you had certain things, and, again, that goes back to where you didn't like certain things. You never have. It's like, yours need to be certain name brands, yours need to be... And I'm sorry. I'm like, I couldn't afford all those name brand clothes that you wanted to wear. So you I got, can't afford all the you got, brand clothes I want to wear. You got you got the basics that I could afford, and it was like, okay, he needs a couple pairs of pants, so you're gonna get those couple pairs of pants. It's not like you had an overall, you know. So I think you get your clothes thing a little bit from me, but not to the extent of you can still get rid of them. Yeah. Mine, it's like, but I'll wear them. Do you think that, I'll like... Hold, did, I need to hold on to this, I'll you, wear it sometimes. Did you have a lot of stuff growing up, or did you not? Or did you have to share it with your sister, my aunt? I wouldn't say that I had a lot of stuff growing up. Do you think it stems from the fact that you you, you can now give yourself some of the things that you wanted? Because I know for a fact, like, if I, if I look at some of my hobbies that I have, I'm obsessed with Lego, still love Lego, and it's because I was obsessed with Lego as a child, didn't have much Lego... You would give me Lego sets, but we couldn't afford, like, the big lavish sets that my friends were having that I really liked. Right. Even though I appreciate the Lego you got me, it still makes me like, okay, I want those sets now because I can afford them. I can get them now. So, like, some of the things I wanted as a child, I'm getting now. I, I Tech decks. I was obsessed with tech decks as a kid. I have a, I have a collection of tech decks on my wall. Uh, stuff like that. Do you think that maybe, like, or my comic books? I think it's more, I don't, I don't know. I think part of my problem is if I can stay off the internet, I'd be doing better. But I do know, um, like, some of the things was maybe from, I mean, I had stuff as a kid. We didn't have, like, I was kind of not necessarily in the complete situation it was, you know, because there were two parents and they were working. Yeah. And, but it wasn't I mean, we like didn't they have, didn't have, like, big, big jobs where it paid, like, exactly. amount of money. I mean, we had, they had what we could do to get by. Middle class. It, probably, yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, nothing lavish, but at the same time, I mean. Do you think it stems from that? Like, okay, you wanted, like, certain clothes when you were I kids. I think I got carried away all. once you guys actually had your own money and jobs. Yeah. Because you we had to, to struggle yourself. so much. Yeah, we had so much that, you know, had to be. So then when you guys could actually start, you know, paying for stuff and supporting yourselves, and it was like, okay, here's a little bit. And then it was like, I would see something and I was like, okay, now I can go get what I want. And I'm like, not expensive things, obviously, because yeah. I don't have a budget for that. But Do you it's, think this is your midlife crisis? <laughs> see, people like to say that because of like the motorcycle and stuff. Because I think that like, if I look, if I look at you, right, 
obviously, like you had kids when you were in your 20s, your late 20s, mid 20s to late 20s. I yeah, was you had 25 kids. when I had Jasmine. You had to put your life on hold. Everything that you wanted, you had to wait for. I am about to turn 25 in a couple weeks. I don't have that. I can still do and buy whatever I want, and I like that feeling. Which right. is part of the reason why I don't want kids, because I can spoil myself. Which right. is kind of like, you know, based more on me. But, like, I think that part of the reason why you buy so much of what you buy is because you had to put everything on hold for yourself. You had to dish all your money into three kids, giving them a bit of their personality, so you could never build your own more. So you still have that personality when you're in your 20s, and now you're just bringing that now. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say it's a midlife crisis for that, though, because I did what I had to do. Yeah. And it's like the motorcycle people will make a, make a comment, oh, this is a midlife crisis because you got it now after everything. No, it was because I got my license right after John was born. And your goal was to have but, a motorcycle when your kids were growing up. I wanted it, but at the same time, my response, I mean, obviously I can't put three kids on one motorcycle and take them to a daycare. Yeah. John was still a baby. So, and if something had happened to me, obviously I'm a single mother. I can't put that on my mother to raise you guys. You know what I mean? So, it wasn't exactly, not saying, not saying, you know, that motorcycles are dangerous. It's more actually other people not paying attention. Yeah. Like, people are on their cell phones. People are not paying attention. They're changing this, you know, most of them are on their cell phones. They're not paying attention to, to the, what's around them. They don't see the motorcycles. They, You know what I mean? So it actually is very worrisome. I like my motorcycle. I like the freedom I feel on the motorcycle. It gives you a set of, like, a it, thrill. It, it, yeah, it's like a carefree thing. you don't get day-to-day basis. It's like, you know, like, Which some people are the worst. Probably why John's drawn to it, because he's carefree and it gives him a carefree Exactly, feeling. and he loved it. It was like the first time when he was on it, he was like, oh, this is great. You know, I mean, you know, what, the poor child when he was growing up, how did he learn to count? motorcycles you know how do he learn his colors looking at the motorcycles going up the road <laughs> you know what i mean it was something he always wanted so like you said um mine is more i don't know if it's that because i do need i know i get myself carried away on some things i know that i can you know spend on something but so i mean i still so have lack, you guys to where i try to get you guys stuff too. <laughs> i think it's more because i've had to i've had to control control it and haven't had that couple extra dollars to go get something for so long so now i'm like okay i want this i'm gonna buy it right and it's like okay if we you know i want to be able to use what i've bought i don't want it to sit in a box i don't want it to sit in the corner i want to i want to have a space where i can actually use it i don't want it to just sit there and grow dust i want to be able to use it enjoy it you know what i mean yeah and it's like, I know it's not about things, and I know life isn't about things, but it's hard for me to... Not care about things when that's what the world has is things. <laughs> or, when I sit there, or when I sit there and I look at it, it's like, okay, can I get rid of that? No, I really like that. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I'm like... I feel like the reason why, the actual reason why I'm so detached from things is because I view things as like... It shows personality, but it also, like, isn't... You don't need things to be who you are. Things are just there to show who you are. If you're still who you are, it don't matter. It don't matter if you got if right. you got certain things. If you like basketball, you don't need a Michael Jordan uh, photo of Michael Jordan's last shot. You don't need jerseys. 
But right. like it's nice to have because it shows you. You just gotta learn how to control. Like, okay, do I need a whole dedicated room to basketball? Probably not. Or do I need a whole comic book section? Like, do I, I need to own need... a comic store because I like comic books? Apparently, no. you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's not like I need to do mm. stuff like that. It's just I don't know. It's it's like I need to get better with that. Well, uh, I think this has been a good podcast. Uh, thank you for being on the show. But more importantly, thank you for being my mom and going through everything they've gone through. You know, as a single mother, as someone who's experienced a lot of things, uh, looking back as an adult, I could see where I've caused hardships and where I've done things where I shouldn't have done. But I'm grateful for the fact that you've managed to still put up with me and to put up with us. And uh, I couldn't be more honored to have you as my mom. So I want to say thank you and that I love you. Aww, and uh, I love you too. Thanks for being on the show, even though you didn't want to be here. And uh, if you guys want to find us on Instagram or on Twitter, it's the OPOC Podcast. Uh, eventually, we will be coming out with a website soon, so I'll let you guys know about that. And thanks for listening. That concludes this week's episode of the OPOC Podcast. Please stay tuned for more broadcastings. Thank you for your support. Goodbye. <laughs>